answered when the line is available. Welcome in to Gotta Take This. I'm Crawford Humphreys. He's Cole Eisner. And today is Tuesday, September 8th. We got a lot on today's show, including big playoff basketball, the future of Giannis in Milwaukee, and a potential college basketball bubble for this upcoming season. We'll begin today with the return of football. It's glorious. It's beautiful. NFL comes back on Thursday. College football has already begun. We talked about that last show. Mm -hmm. BYU and Navy had a game the other day. But the biggest story, of course, is everything going on with the NFL Chiefs and the Texans are playing, of course, Super Bowl champions, defending yep. champs, starting off their season with the first game. That begins Thursday. Lots going on here. I don't even know if they're going to have fans. Um, yeah, I don't know. What is the situation there? I, I we should no, know that, right? I have, no, I have no clue what's going on there. That's our bad. Because every, every state slash city has like their right. own different rules, so it's hard to follow. But, yeah. Um, football is back. I'm not. It's very tentative. I'm not going to, you know emphasize that too much because I'm not going to jinx it. Yeah. But I have felt so deprived for the past however many months. I know. Without football. You know, no hard knocks really didn't live up to it this year just because no. there wasn't any like, it just didn't, it didn't feed into the season naturally like it normally does. We didn't get the Hall of Fame game. We didn't get yeah. all the training camp speculation all that stuff. Yeah. It, it's amazing to have it back. It's very exciting. It's going to just kind of feel surreal to be able to turn the game on you get the intro music you get to hear you know i don't know who's calling the game but i can't wait for tony romo i can't raise, wait for chris collinsworth to slide in on camera did, did you hear they cut that out they cut that out they cut that apparently because Never of social. i don't i'm not watching football anymore <laughs> because of, of social distancing in the booth they aren't allowing oh him to my slide in gosh so it's kind of you know how like the nba they have like the plexiglass that divides that's it the uh, the play-by-play and the yeah, color yeah, guy yeah. they have to sit on the other sides of a of a plexiglass wall that's it. So they can't slide in. They can't sit next to each other. Coronavirus, that's the last straw. Yeah, I've, and I've I'm sure enough. fake crowd noise too, yeah. other stuff like that. Yeah. No virtual fans, which is going to be a shame because that's been so much fun to watch. Yeah. There have been some gems in there. If, yeah. you, if you follow it on social media, there's some kid with like a llama on, like <laughs> sitting right next to him. That's this is such funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's going to be weird for sure. And it's, yeah. it's a lot harder than the NBA to cover up for the lack of fans just because it's going to be the normal stadium. The massive stadium. Yeah. If the Redskins, yeah. it's going to feel kind of normal. Or sorry, the Washington football team. They're yeah. going to be in pretty normal conditions but. yeah yeah they could get some staffers in the crowd and actually get some people cheering for exactly them. That'd be nice for a change. <laughs> exactly but i mean what a game to start off the season i mean two just premier teams the texans obviously had kind of a roller coaster off season you know a lot of criticism of bill o'brien the moves that he's made but you know chiefs obviously are coming in as the best team in football i think kind of undisputed they're kind of returning what is it 21 of 22 starters something like that and like their entire coaching staff that's crazy and Mahomes only going to get better most of their guys are only going to get better um, and I mean, Deshaun Watson is probably one of the three, four, five most exciting players in the league, in my opinion. I mean, what he did in the playoffs last year, I mean, he, he's a beast and that's going to be an awesome matchup to start the year. Yeah. Not only is he's one of the most exciting players in the league, he's now one of the highest paid players in the league, got a yeah. huge contract. And so does his former teammate, DeAndre Hopkins, who's now the highest paid non-QB in the league. I think I got that, that yeah. right. 
But what do you think about Deshaun Watson getting that kind of money from a team that seems to let all their talent go and Bill O'Brien getting all the criticism? Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know what to think about it. If I'm him, I'm looking around. I'm like, you know, you're getting this money, but all my teammates are gone. I mean, I really don't have much to work with anymore. I know. I know. He's got to be, you know, hoping that they've got a five-year plan just to get things, you know, right the ship. I mean, and he's got to, I mean, O'Brien is the GM as well as the head coach. So there has to be some sort of solid relationship foundation there for them to, you know, agree to this and, He's absolutely the franchise quarterback. You know, they didn't do any sort of for, you know, trading for David Johnson. Whatever moves they made, um, you know, the, there was never a question about the quarterback, which is reassuring, at least if you're a, if you're a Texans fan. Um, but, I mean, props to him for getting the money. He was a little bit, you know, doubted coming out of Clemson, um, you know, picked after some guys who have frankly sucked. Um, but I, I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Patriots fan. Last episode we talked about, you know, Celtics fan. I'm a big Patriots fan as well. And it's always scary to play a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's so hard to tackle, just so tough, can make throws. So well-earned. He'll probably be in line for another big contract, honestly. You know, at least one more big contract because he's still a young guy. Um, so, yeah, good move for both sides, I think. And Hopkins getting a lot of money, too, with the Cardinals now. Kind of weird to see him in, in that position. But yeah. him and Kyler Murray, that could potentially be a, a deadly duo at QB and wide receiver. Definitely exciting. I, I saw some, like, tape analysis somewhere on YouTube. Um, guys talking about how, like, you know, the – the Cardinals really have a sweet offense. Clinsbury really does some cool stuff, and Murray is just awesome. He's going to be so good. Um, and they just were kind of lacking a deep threat, and you're bringing in one of the top deep threats in the league. Um, how well do you think they're going to do this year with, with him in his first year? Do you think it's going to be an instant gelling? I think it's going to be different just given COVID and what that's, you know, kind of mm-hmm. throwing a wrench in everything. You that's aren't going to be able to practice like you normally can. Training camp's all weird. Yeah. Um, you know, we've even seen college teams that aren't even – you know, doing contact practices and stuff like that. I feel like this year is not going to be a year that we can judge teammate relationships just because it's not a full – no one gets to gel like they would on a a normal year. Right, going to Um, camp and living together. Exactly. I think it's going to be so hard to make judgments and, you know, people are going to rush to conclusions so quickly. But I think this year needs to just have an asterisk by it in every sport. Yeah. People need to, you know, reserve their judgments until the next season when things get back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, we'll talk about this later, but definitely if LeBron wins the title, it'll be the asterisk after Oh, this. for sure. We're, we'll, we'll Jordan, that a Jordan fans are going to love it if LeBron wins this year because this, they're they're still going to say it's just three rings. This yep. one won't count, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, but we, we could, that's, a, that's an entirely different episode. But jumping into NBA, another exciting action of basketball. The Celtics pulled away in major fashion in Game 5. They take... A 3-2 lead, have the potential to close it out in Game 6. And this is a team um, that a lot of people thought had blown it. They, got, they gave yeah. up the Aguanobi shot that made the series 2-1. to one, And then the next game, lost another close one. Series was tied up, and people thought, well, the defending champs for the reason. They're going to go ahead and win it in six games. Celtics come out in dominant fashion. Kemba yeah. Walker had a great game. Daniel Tice had a great game. I think he had like 15 points, a ton of rebounds. Great for him. Anything um, from that position. Yeah. Tatum and Brown both had good games as well. But it seems like the momentum, once again, shifting back into the Celtics' favor yeah. in a series that's been unpredictable from the start. Yeah, I think the big X factor for the Celtics is Jalen Brown. I mean, he played horrible in Game 4, um, and it was kind of a tight game. Um, and he really kind of turned around, shot efficiently, I'm pretty sure. I think he scored at least around 30 points. Um, played good on D, played good, you know, controlled the ball. He's a guy who, you know, he, he kind of gets forgotten in the Kemba, you know, Tatum show, especially all the hype around Tatum this year. But, I mean, Brown is quietly – Super valuable. And if he has an off game, it really, really hurts them. And if he has a great game, it's hard for them to lose, I think. So, you know, going forward again, hopefully as Celtics fans, he can stay on track and they can close it out. It was great seeing Tice get some action too and yeah. play well because it's obvious that the, the center position is so necessary even in the kind of small ball, three-point yeah. shooting era of the NBA we have today. 
And the Celtics have not had a consistent center for a long time now. Yeah. Rolling with, you know, Tice and they got NS Canner. Al Horford, even when they had him, was yeah. a little long in the tooth. And you Robert know, Williams now is getting minutes. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, I think it's really shown the depth of that position. It's yeah. good seeing him and good seeing Canner get some minutes. I just want to see Taco. <laughs> I was so disappointed that he wasn't even dressed for the game and they're when, up like 27 with a minute left. Put him yeah. in. That's what the people want to see. People love that. I have to say, when Taco, they brought him in to like contest Kyle, yeah. Kyle Lowry throwing the ball, <laughs> I was thinking like, all right, if this guy can't block this pass, why does he have a uniform? I mean, he's fun. I, I yeah. like him. He's a good yeah. guy. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uniforms are valuable in the NBA. He's got, a, gotta, he's got a purpose. You know? I, what's gotta, his purpose if he can't block that? Exactly. He's gotta, I don't know. He's yeah. got to be able to do Yeah, I totally get that. He's got to be able to do something, especially against one of the shortest players. In the I league. know. Yeah. You know? That whole play was just frustrating to watch. It was. See a breakdown. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they'll pull it out in six games, and we'll see what happens there. Don't want to show too much bias. Of course, the Raptors. Go you, Celtics. You, I mean, <laughs> you know Nick Nurse. I don't know if you watched Nick Nurse on the sideline of that game, but it was oh, the yeah. most entertaining, arguably one of the most entertaining parts of the game, mm-hmm. was just seeing him just so frustrated. Like, I, he's definitely going to try and turn something around in game six, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Scary team. Still, still For scary sure. team. Closing them out is going to be very difficult. Moving over to the Western Conference, Clippers and Nuggets in Game 3. The Clippers won that one to go up 2-1 in the series. And now it seems like the Nuggets are slowly having their hopes slip away. Great game, of course, by Kawhi again. Paul mm-hmm. George still trying to find get his put get his feet under him. It's been it's been yeah. a, he's had a lot of games to do that, but it still feels like it's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had an insane dunk on Montrezl Harrell. That I don't know if you wild. saw that. Yeah. It was insane. His dad was in the crowd. His yeah. dad, even his dad was like, "Holy, like this just that just happened." I'm a, I'm a big MPG MPG fan. M- yeah. MPJ. I yeah. got it. It I messes it. me up too. MPJ. Every time. I'm a big fan of his since high school. He was a beast in high school. You ever watch his high school tapes? Yeah, it's insane. Goodness gracious. I it's mean, insane. like the dunks and like. Dennis Smith Jr. is one, that, yeah, one of the yeah. best high school Malik tapes Monk, you can watch. another one. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Guys like that are crazy. Crazy. But, I mean, yeah, the Clippers are kind of, I think they're starting to look scary. Yeah. Um, particularly, you know, it feels like them and the Lakers are engaged in kind of a cold war, working mm-hmm. towards Western Conference Finals together. Um, you know, obviously kind of going back to when Kawhi spurned the Lakers last year to go, to, you know, across town. And bring in a guy like Paul George, who also had been rumored to, you know, be coming to the Lakers for years. And people thought he was going there, you know, before he re-upped in OKC. Um, so I think these two teams, you know, they have these series against, you know, decent teams. Obviously, you know, the Rockets, Nuggets, they're not pushovers. They're great teams. But those two teams are really built to play each other. They're built to beat each other. Um, so, I, and I think the Clippers, it's kind of starting to come together. Kawhi's starting to look a little scary. That block with his middle finger kind of, yeah. you know, went viral. The sick. image, yeah. Um, so if I'm the Lakers, I'm definitely a little nervous, but you know they also look fine. So yeah, I agree. I think the Clippers are, are slowly trying to starting to come to form, and I think that's a, a bad sight for the Nuggets. You know, they take that two-one yeah. lead. The Nuggets got you know a big win, of course, um, to even that series at one-one. But now the Clippers get Game Two underneath them, and they you know start to formulate a game plan. You got Kawhi coming into his own. You got Pat. Sorry, you got Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell contributing a lot too. Yeah. I think it's going to be hard to counter that. You know, you're going to need Jamal Murray again to do what he did against Utah. I mean, you're talking about also the, the Nuggets barely got past Utah, and they're yeah. playing one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Very different teams. You know, yeah, you got the star um, power at the Clippers that Utah. Exactly. You know, we talked about Mitchell getting his max contract, but it's just not yeah. close to the no, same. No, you're talking about a team that, that barely got past yeah. the Utah Jazz and is now going up against arguably one of the top two teams in the Western Conference. Yeah. I think it's going to be an uphill battle from here unless Jamal Murray turns on what he did in that last series. Yeah, absolutely. I really think that's their only hope is just yeah. for him to go Super Saiyan and just 
<laughs> carry that entire team to the to the promised land. I know. I know. He could. I mean, he he he's, he has it in him. He has yeah. it. Just you know, I think it also depends on production from his teammates and Porter Absolutely. Jr. and Jokic and all those guys. Joe is just steadily great, but he might need to get some outlier games where he's incredible. Yeah, exactly. To, for them to pull out a couple more games in the series. Exactly. It can't just be Murray carrying the whole team. Yeah. Well, moving into predictions a little bit. Two huge games, of course, coming up tonight. But we want to focus. A lot on the Heat versus the Bucks series. The Bucks won the last game to pull it three to one. Heat are up big, and Giannis showing up to today's game in a boot. Mm. What do you think this means for him? Uh, are we going to see him packing up the U-Haul soon? Is this? I mean, this could potentially be the last chance we see him in a Bucks jersey. I know. It's kind of crazy to think about. I know. Yeah, it's been a kind of a, a quick turn in terms of the Bucks' fortunes in the last week or two, just as the series has gone on. Um, I really think Giannis has to play. I was shocked he didn't try and play in the last game and left it up to, you know, Middleton, who was clutch, you know, other guys, Bledsoe. Um, also, imagine, before you, keep, before you keep going on that, Yeah. imagine being Giannis and see Middleton just go off when you aren't playing. I'm, I would I, be so frustrated if I were him. Watching I know. my teammates go, like, where was that when I was, where was that when I, I know, was in the game? I know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> why on, I'll kick I, it out to you if you make it. Why wait until, yeah. I, for, until I leave for you to do that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't also forget about our boy, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, we're a Dante DiVincenzo podcast. We're anti-Kendrick Perkins, yes, but we're pro, pro Dante DiVincenzo. Who's, his nickname is The Big Ragu. Gus Johnson gave him that nickname in college because he's Italian, I yeah, guess. Which, yeah, you know, the nickname kind of gives it away. I don't know if that should be offensive or not, but um, <laughs> that's been a big hit in my house. We've been saying stuff about, you know, goo, don't do that, or something. like. When he took that last shot, when he drove it in, we were yeah. like, goo, you can't do that. Like. So, yeah, the Big Ragu, incredible nickname, one of the best I've ever heard. Can't believe it's not a bigger deal. I think we're going to be making T-shirts, so stay tuned for that. Um, but obviously, you know, supporting cast stepped up. <coughs> excuse me. I think the Giannis <coughs> – excuse me. Obviously – sorry, you're going to have to cut a bunch here. <laughs> obviously, the supporting cast really stepped up, which Giannis is definitely probably hopeful about for the rest of the series. Um, I definitely think that this could be huge. I mean, what do you think happens to the Bucs' organization if they lose tonight? Um, I think it's it's tough to say what can happen. You've got a guy who is extremely loyal to this fan base, drafted by the team, has a huge following here, but he also has a lot of opportunities elsewhere. There's rumors that Miami could move some players around. They mm -hmm. have a lot of money to work with because most of their guys are on either rookie contracts or just smaller deals, I think, except for Jimmy Butler, really. Um, you've got a Toronto team that has the same pieces that they built around Kawhi, just no Kawhi. Yeah. So they have the potential to put a superstar in there and just run the same formula they did with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the dark horse where, you know, he could go to Golden State, go play for the Warriors. Katie walks so that Giannis could run. He <laughs> would, I hope he learned from Katie's experience and just know that everyone in the NBA would hate his guts if he does that. Yeah. We will become the most anti Giannis podcast out there if he makes that move. Yeah. Will, we're getting there. Yeah. I already don't like him. Uh, if he does that, I'm, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I just need a new guy to hate. It's not that I don't exactly. like him. I just need someone There's to hate. really no one to hate in the NBA right now. Now that LeBron. KD's... I'm, I'm back okay. on LeBron. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. KD kind of, once he left, that, right. that put all the focus back on LeBron. Because KD's move to Golden State put LeBron as like the, the superhero. Yeah. The only, like the dragon right. slayer. The yes. guy who take down the three-headed dragon in Golden State. And now that KD's out of there and Golden State's, you know, lottery... Someone's got to fill that vacuum. Someone's got to fill the vacuum. Yeah. And it's obviously going to be LeBron. There's yeah. no one else that draws as much scrutiny. Yeah. But I think potentially this could be it for him. If this G, if you know the Bucks organization doesn't prove that they can put pieces around him, I'm a little bit. I'm a UVA fan, mm -hmm. of course. I'm going to be partial. And I'm going to say that them 
losing Malcolm Brogdon was a huge loss for that team. I don't know Absolutely. why they did that because he's been balling out in Indiana. Yeah. He's had some injuries, of course, but he's a great point guard. And I don't yeah. know why you'd choose Eric Bledsoe over him, yeah. you know, and especially in terms of how many years they have left in the tank. Yeah. That's a variable, very questionable move on my part. Um, but it, it's going to be very interesting to see. I think yeah. it's, I'm excited to see how tonight plays out. Of course, him walking into boot could mean just that he was wearing it during his off time. Yeah, he could be playing tonight. Really, yeah. no one knows. He hasn't been ruled out officially. Uh-huh. So no one knows what's going to happen. There was, thinking big picture, there was a really good article in The Ringer today. I don't know if you saw it about um, basically Giannis, if they lose, which it seems like they're going to, you know, no team's ever, well, they have come back, but it doesn't seem like, you know, it's going to happen. You're, unless you're LeBron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Jamal Murray. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, Giannis is going to become hated because he's going to have to either ride it out with this team. They're going to keep losing. People are going to keep hating on him for being a guy who can't win like LeBron saw, like KD saw, like even Jordan saw a little bit when he couldn't yeah. pass the Pistons yeah. back in the 80s. Um, he's going to have to either do that, step in and start playing LeBron, playing GM, coach. People will hate that. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to have to go somewhere else, which people will hate probably the most. Mm-hmm. But no matter what happens, if the Bucks don't make it out of this, which, again, really seems like they're not going to, um, Giannis is going to have some tough choices to make regarding his legacy and his brand. And they kind of all point to him, you know, he's going to have to win somehow, um, you know, but there's some hate coming his way. That vacuum, he could fill it. No, it really is a lose-lose. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think the least hated move, though, would be going to South Beach. And you can you can argue with me on that one. Hmm. But I think going to either the defending champion or going to Golden State are two moves that people could see as an easy way out of things. Yeah. Because it's obvious that Toronto has their stuff together. It's obvious that Golden State has been there before. Everyone hates them. Yeah. Um, unless you're from San Francisco. Yeah. I think going to Miami and being with a team that's just all young guys really doesn't have a superstar except for Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. who, you know, you can argue if he's deserving of the term superstar, if right. he's in the same category as LeBron and Anthony Davis and Kawhi and all those guys. I wouldn't say so. He's a great player, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. not like a, he's not superstar status yeah. um, like those guys are. He's not on that tier yet. I think that would be the least hated move. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like LeBron going with D. Wade and Chris Bosh, two right. established all-stars forming a team he's just mm-hmm. going to a team that has a lot of young pieces and they're finally starting to come together but again they're playing against a hurt bucks team so they really haven't proven themselves yet officially yeah you know they really need their coming out party which could potentially be in the eastern conference finals against the winner of the the raptors celtic series yeah i think that could be a, a pretty honor not I'm, I'm not gonna say honorable i think the honorable move is staying in, in milwaukee but a, a decently respect a half respectable move yeah, definitely. probably the most respectable out of out of those three teams. I'm Absolutely. sure there are plenty of other options, other places he could go. Um, someone threw around Indiana. I don't know if he wants to go to Indiana yeah. with Depot and, and Brogdon, um, but I think Miami isn't the worst place for him to go. No, and I mean his issues. I feel like with the Bucks, it's not necessarily the roster so much as it's management not retaining Brogdon, and it's Mike Budenholzer playing him like. 33, 34, 35 minutes a game when they're going to lose and go down 3-0. It's like Thibodeau playing Derrick Rose like, yeah. every minute of every game until yeah. his knees gave out. Yeah, it's so – and you look at Miami, I mean, that's – you know, Pat Riley is one of the best, you know, GMs out there. Oh, was he president of basketball ops or something, but he's the yeah. one running that organization, does mm-hmm. an incredible job. And Eric Spolster has already proven that he knows how to structure an offense around a player that basketball has not seen before uh-huh. and be successful against top teams ever, which, you know – so – I think that's a great landing spot for a guy like Giannis. Maybe the best. I think that's a great point. When you first said that, I thought, all right, I'm ready to argue. Gloves are yeah. coming off. But that's a good point. I mean, it's a great organization, good roster. It's definitely not the same of, you know, coming into a team that's already one of the best ever or, you know, joining forces in a big publicized setting. And moving into our last piece of news before we get into segments, uh, college basketball and potentially a bubble. Uh, the NCAA has 
filed for a trademark. They're trying to trademark Battle in the Bubble. Mm. Steam is trying trying to pick up here, especially as there's more uncertainty around college football. I don't know if the bubble means that they're going to bubble March Madness or if they're going to bubble college basketball in its entirety, I guess, conference by conference. I don't know how they would do that yeah. and what the plan is there. Um, but it seems like it's, it's kind of almost a, a crisis level situation for the NCAA right now, trying to bubble a sport that is going to be a lot easier to contain than football just in terms of pure numbers. Yeah. Um, but this could be huge, you know, if, especially if it guarantees at least a major college sport this year. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I mean, obviously, I feel like men's basketball is probably just kind of hoping that they could sit this one out. You know, canceling March Madness was huge last year, and they probably figured, you know, things would be figured out by this fall so they get started. But, I mean, I think Battle of the Bubble, Battle in the Bubble, Battle of the Bubble. Battle in the Bubble. Battle in the Bubble is, is, yeah. That's cool. The term. I like it. Yeah. Um, I I think that'd be sweet. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys are probably already online for classes, so it wouldn't be that hard to put them all in one place, whether you go by conferences or whether, you know, Kansas, Duke, uh, you know, teams across the country, Arizona, they want to get together um, and do this, you know, out of conference could be interesting. It could be a single tournament. I mean, who, whatever it is, I'm all for it. I'm really excited for college basketball. I do think if you do this kind of thing, though, it's going to be super hard for the NCAA to argue from here on out that these kids aren't pro athletes. Mm. Taking them away from campus, putting them in a hotel for however many months, yeah. providing them with food and all this stuff, like literally just create like an NBAS bubble. Yeah, um, It's going to be very, very hard to say that these guys aren't professional athletes they can't go to class they can't go see their teachers it's going to be everything online yeah potentially if we're just going by the what you know the nba bubble is like yeah um as a model of of how things are i just don't see any way they could defend the treatment of athletes currently i think these guys are going to have to get compensated at some point if you're going to do this kind of thing absolutely yeah i think that you know it would be a blast for the players you know i think they're probably be like this is sweet we're in a hotel just like the nba you know we get to just play basketball go to class just completely chill um, but I do think, you know, they should kind of take stock of the situation kind of like the Pac-12 football players did and say, hang on a second, like you're forcing us to play. You're going to try and force us to play. Here are our real demands for, you know, mm-hmm. how we want to get this done and really make some progress. I think it is definitely a pivotal moment for that. I think it's a huge opportunity, honestly. This could be a, a turning point in the history of the NCAA. Yeah. I think the players have some real leverage on their side to try and get some form of compensation or protection yes. uh, for their services. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this could be big. All right, well, moving into segments, we'll keep you all updated on that. That's all the news we have for today's episode, moving into segments. Our first segment, it's our LeBron Conspiracy of the Week. LeBron's a shady guy. You and I both know that. I think everyone yes. knows that at this point. Very suspect. No one gets to a point like he is without some something behind the curtain, you yeah. know? Yeah, There's got to be something going on. So I'll go ahead and start. I've, I've been thinking about this. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the referee situation in the NBA, in the NBA playoffs. A little bit. Um but I'll, I'll start from the beginning here. Mm-hmm. LeBron, of course, is coming out with his new shoe, the LeBron 18. Mm-hmm. Nike is set to release it this month. It's supposed to be beginning of September, mid-September, so I guess any day now. Okay. But you've got LeBron, who at the time was on the ropes against the Rockets, down 1-0, then you know tied 1-1. But yeah. with the Rockets team that seemed pretty good, you've got Nike, who provides all this stuff for the NBA. Obviously, the NBA is going to do well if Nike does well. Yeah. Nike wouldn't be able to do any advertising. It's going to be hard to sell a shoe of a guy that loses in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Interesting. So my my conspiracy, my LeBron conspiracy, is that Nike is funneling money into the NBA. They're putting Scott Foster, who's the referee that historically screws over the Rockets. You can look right. at the stats. Especially think, James Harden, I think. Yeah. Hates I, James Harden. I, I got to figure out, I got to find the exact stats for it. Um, but you've got a guy that is notorious for refereeing. Um there was that call during the uh, Rockets Thunder game, Game Seven, with a timeout before the foul, 
and then the delay of game, and there was that whole conundrum. Um, Houston has lost their last seven playoff games that he's officiated. Mm-hmm. So the NBA puts him as a ref for game three. Lakers run away with it. Hmm. Two to one, um, they run away with it. And Nike gets their Nike gets their shoe release. LeBron gets his money. So that's what I'm thinking. So they run they run the whole press run. LeBron's going to the finals. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the, the Black Mamba jerseys on and everything. Yeah. Perfect press run for Nike to go and advertise that shoe that you couldn't do if this guy lost in the second round. And, of course, I'm sure, you know, NBA loves having marketing for their biggest player. They love Nike doing well and selling the shoes and getting the money. And that's just my theory. I think that Nike yeah. through LeBron, Nike and LeBron are working to, to slant this thing in, in the Lakers' favor. Yeah, I definitely don't think you can discount LeBron's involvement in this. I no. mean, he's definitely been known no. to try and tilt, uh, you know, tilt the pendulum toward himself. You know, going to Miami, as we talked about, you yeah. know. Um, coming in back to Cleveland, orchestrating a trade for Kevin Love. Exactly. He's all about behind the scenes, shady stuff. He wants things to be easier for himself mm-hmm. so he can pass Jordan in the media's eyes, which yeah. he might have already done in some media members' eyes because, you know, we didn't include ESPN in that. But oh, they're definitely true. involved as well. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's interests are aligned with LeBron doing well. ESPN, Nike, the NBA. LeBron, SPN, LeBron, ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and LeBron himself, I mean, he wants to pass Jordan. He thinks he already did, which, you know, is a little crazy. He's an incredible player. You know, we talked last week about how we don't want to be, you know, be comparing guys all the time. But mm-hmm. um, we're definitely probably a Jordan over LeBron podcast, I would say. You got to adjust your tinfoil hat a little bit. Oh, yeah. Slipping off a little bit. There get you go. On. Get that on the way. Nice, nice. All right, what's your LeBron conspiracy? There are this many. Is, we, there's so many we could do, but there these are just two that we think he didn't do a good job covering up. Yeah. I mean, I think just the most obvious one is that, you know, um, Obviously, Game Seven between the Rockets and who are they playing in the first round? I forgot already. The uh, Thunder. Yeah, Game Seven was a little ticky tack at the end. You know, Chris Paul maybe calling a timeout, maybe not. Whatever. And the foul before the timeout. Foul, what yeah. happened first? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, who was on that game? But Scott Foster. Who exactly? Well, that was his like only game helping out the Rockets ever. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because the Rockets then go on to play the Lakers in the second round. Why is that advantageous for LeBron? When you think, you know, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, that's scary for LeBron. He wants a Chris Paul team that's overachieving. Well, China is not allowed to watch Rockets games because of the comments that their GM, Daryl Morey, made last summer about, you know, the situation in Hong Kong with the protests, and he said he was pro-Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the NBA, <clears throat> excuse me, came out and said, you know, no, 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 don't talk about that. Like, we don't talk about stuff in China because it's such a big market, and they don't really want to go against what the CCP, you know, that's their party line essentially you have to agree with that you know you can't be pro hong kong and china um so because of that there's huge backlash in china and they don't show rockets games anymore um so you got to think first of all the rockets have no chance to make it to the finals because they can't show the games in china it's a huge market and it's an easy series for lebron to get a guaranteed victory against a team that is guaranteed to stop at a certain point so i think that the nba get to lebron in the second round um you know he'll probably get some cool highlights and stuff boost his brand Maybe draw it out a few days to time the shoe release perfectly, um, but you know I I I think it all aligns. You know the stars align on this one. NBA is throwing LeBron a freebie, and you know by proxy Nike and ESPN as well. They're all involved. Can't believe how obvious this is, man. I, this is just right out there I know. For, us to, for us to scoop up. I know. We got to be careful who hears this. Though. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We're gonna have to lock our doors. <laughs> Moving on to our next segment, have some steroids. Have some steroids. And I want to update our our segment from last show where it was drug test of the week, which is yeah. kind of the opposite of this test. This, you know, for this segment, we are giving people steroids that need it. Yeah. And the last segment, we're exposing people that don't need steroids for taking steroids or for right. people that just have thing, miraculous performances that don't add up and don't make sense. Yeah. But last week I said, 
that Kirk Cousins was on steroids when he said that right. if I die, I die. Um, I'm going to be take a survival of the fittest approach to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then I was on Twitter a couple days ago, and apparently there are scientific studies that prove that steroids are the best way to defend against COVID. So, so not we, only did I we predict, were right. not only did, did we predict a possible treatment for COVID, yeah. we predicted that there was something Kirk Cousins was taking that made him so confident in saying something like that about a virus that has killed thou- hundreds of thousands of people yeah. in the United States. Yeah, I mean, props and to Kirk. It, it makes sense. He it was all, right. It all, all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely on something. I hope the, the I hope Goodell is listening to this, and I hope he gets drug tested, so, <laughs> he can be, so he can officially be proven right. And I hope they give the scoop to us, and I hope we get credit for this. Yeah, this is our big break right here. Um, but my have some steroids of the week um, goes to the Navy football team. Navy and BYU <laughs> had a a barn burner, a one sided barn burner. I think it was either last night or two nights ago. Uh, 55-3 was the final score in favor of BYU. Mm. Navy is a team that historically has beaten opponents because all they do is run the ball and they chew up clock and they run these 99-yard drives that take like 16 plays and 12 minutes a clock and they just slowly wear you down on defense. Just, you know, they don't let you get off the field. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. But they haven't been practicing full contact. They haven't been doing tackling in practice because of COVID. Uh-huh. So they come out against BYU, and BYU just runs right through their defense. Yeah. So either they need to start practicing full contact, or they need to give those kids some steroids because <laughs> the whole season is going to look like this. I'm kind of worried. That game kind of, of course, it's good to have football back, but that game kind of made me think, wow, if it's going to be like this and it's going to look like these guys haven't been practicing and you know, due to safety restraints, they can't really practice. If this yeah. is what it's going to look like all season – we're just going to see a Clemson-Bama final, final again, and everyone else is just going to be – it's going to be a, a dumpster fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, please please give those kids some steroids. Use yeah. The, use the, the military budget to buy those kids some steroids. Or some Jason Bourne or Captain America drugs or exactly. something. You know, they've got exactly. good steroids for, they, you know, at least do. in the movies. They have to. So they have to. Got to get it. My uh, have some steroids of the week goes out to uh, Zion Williamson. Um you know, Zion, I keep seeing you in these Gatorade commercials. It looks delicious. Um, maybe a little too sugary for you. Um, but you got to stop with the Gatorade and get on the steroids, and maybe you would have still been in the bubble. I maybe agree. you won't be hurt as much. I agree. So Steroids over electrolytes any day. I Absolutely. think that's a, there's no contest there. Yeah, all. electrolytes are a poor man's steroids. You know, 100%. Gatorade is just waters down the steroids. Yeah. So, Zion, you know, get, to, get on the good stuff, all right? And our last segment of the day, athlete brand partnerships. We're going to talk about one in our next segment. Not really an athlete, but um, a music brand partnership for our final music segment. Do you have a partnership in mind? I think we, we decided on one before the uh, show, actually. We got one. I guess it's representing the two of us. We aren't going to go a little twofer here. Uh, it's just going to be a one-off thing to represent the show. Yeah, uh, I think my partnership this week is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Charmin brand toilet paper. Awesome. All right, well, moving into our final segment. Uh, of course, we love to talk about music. That's how Cole and I uh, became friends my freshman year of college and his sophomore year. But we're going to talk about the Travis Scott meal, which is all the rage right now, all over social media. Yeah. Uh, rapper Travis Scott putting out his own meal at McDonald's. It's really nothing special. It's, no. It's pre-existing menu items, but it's his order. Yeah. And I'd say order in qu- air quotes. I guess we don't have a camera, so you won't see this. But it's order in air quotes. It's not like there's a special toy. There's nothing. It's not like a happy meal. Not a special that, box. Yeah, or, it's not yeah. like it's like a happy meal or like anything like that. It's literally just his order, and people are losing their minds for it. Yeah. And the order isn't anything special. I think it's like a like a quarter pounder, but they just like added lettuce to it, like a yeah. bacon quarter pounder. But they added lettuce, and it comes with barbecue sauce. It comes or something? with barbecue sauce and like fries and a sprite. Like yeah. it's nothing special, but no. people are losing their minds over it. Yeah, the McDonald's tweeted out today that like go to McDonald's and say 
uh, Cactus Jack sent me. Yeah. There's a bunch of funny videos on Twitter. I saw that of people, people just going, going up, up and they're like, like hey, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Come Cactus again. Jack sent me and they're like, what? They're like, oh, I have the Travis Scott. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, what do you want to drink with that? They're like, oh, Sprite, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, the workers don't care about this. It doesn't seem like that big a deal. It is cool. I mean, I think Travis Scott is sweet. I really like his music. One of my favorite artists. Um, but yeah, probably could have gone a little, gone really a little like harder. Music. What does he know about burgers? <laughs> what does he know about fast food? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that's classic. Yeah. But I, I don't really understand what they're trying. I'm, I'm sure he's getting a huge kickback off of this. I'm sure McDonald's is going to run like the, the Fortnite thing. Yeah, they're going to run advertising out the wazoo. That's going to be everything on TV. Yeah. But I just think it's so weird how it's it's not even like a – there's no gimmick to it. It's literally just his order. Right. That's what confuses me because yeah. any, anyone could get this. And you they say like the promotion ends like a certain date. I could still but you order. You can literally order it any yeah. time, you know. Yeah, they could have literally just tweeted this out and said, "This is Travis Scott's order." You know, that would have been cooler. That would have been a cooler cool. promo, yeah. a little more organic. People exactly. would be like, "Oh, cool, I get to order what he orders." But instead, you go expecting this cool, you know, exactly like the Fortnite thing that he did, where it's like his concert in game. That was sweet. That was I cool. watched that afterwards. Yeah. I don't play Fortnite, but yeah. I watched it after. It. it was crazy cool. Yeah, and this just definitely kind of a letdown. I mean, again. Props to his agent or his management team because they are cashing they are out this year. Killing it. On like they doing are. stuff related to him that he doesn't have to do any, he doesn't have to raise a finger for. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Fortnite thing, they just played his songs while animate. He wasn't in it. He wasn't. No, and it, was, it wasn't even like a live version no. of his yeah. songs. It was just the studio version that was on the album that they yeah. just played over and an animation of him like dancing around in the game. Yeah, and this isn't even, he's not. I, it, Whatever. I mean, look, we're going to have the meal, all right? We're going to come, we're going to eat the meal. Yeah. You know, you got our business, all right? I was going to go to McDonald's anyways. But, like, it could have been cooler, just a box or a toy or a, a, just give me something, Travis. I mean, yeah, I, I'm still a fan, but, I mean, give me something cool. Yeah. It's only 6 bucks too. I, I think the price That's is perfect. Yeah. I was expecting some, like, huge upcharge, and they were going to give you, like, a – they were going to play the whole limited edition thing and just, yeah. like, try and just, you know, rob you of money yeah. for something that you could order off the normal menu and not call it the Travis Scott meal yeah. and, and get it on your own. Yeah. Um, but, again, I think this is huge for him because – these guys can't tour. They really can't make any money. Oh, good point. Except for streams and merchandise, and it's hard to sell merchandise if you aren't touring. You know, yeah. that's, that's the whole point of touring is you sell more physical copies, you sell more merchandise, you know, right. the venue, the ticket sales, all that. Yeah. These guys can't do touring, and it looks like they won't be able to do so for the next, at least until winter, late winter, like yeah. January, like next year, get yeah. early 2021. Uh, but even so, you don't know if people are going to be apprehensive to even go to an event that big in the short term yeah so i think it's huge for him you know getting his money from something it's kind of laying the the groundwork for what I, for what these guys are going to have to do to make money during a time like this when you you really can only make money off the streams yeah i, I think that's a great point i think this could be an ongoing thing where they have different people it's their meal at mcdonald's exactly i think that's cool and make it you know maybe even have a celebrity menu where you've got you know lebron's meal you've got travis scott's meal you've yeah. got serena williams's meal i don't know if she yeah. endorses them but i know lebron used to at least um so I don't know. I mean, you know, is McDonald's getting a kickback from the NBA rigging uh-huh. the series as well? Who knows? Yeah. But um, <laughs> I just think that'd be it's a cool it's a cool idea. And you know, it's cool that Travis Scott's doing it. He's definitely feels like he's cemented himself as an A-list celebrity 100%. regardless of music. He's just in and the regardless of now. his his Kardashian relationship. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's yeah. he's now an independent right. icon. You know, he he's not relying on them for his stardom. Yeah. Yeah, so props to him. We'll try the meal. Um, hope they keep doing it with other people that are cool. We can talk about next show. We can yeah. talk about what it was like. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's good. 
I'm sure it's, it's, it's eh, if enough. It, it, I don't it's know if it's fine. maybe it's a little placebo. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's like oh my god, this is you know. Yeah. Maybe the the branding will make it seem a little better than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll try it. I mean, I'm. Yeah, sure. We're college students. We have nothing. There's nothing going on in college right now except for school. I will take any excuse to do like something out of the ordinary. Yeah. To spice up my life, so yeah. I'm not just sleeping and going to class online. That's true. Literally exactly. do anything. Yeah. All right, well, thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been episode two of Gotta Take This. I'm Crawford Humphreys. He is Cole Heisner, working on getting our podcast right now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, trying to disperse it. We will let you all know when that happens. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week, and we got to sign an outro song. This is another. We are two for two on not having outro <laughs> songs ready. It's got to be Travis Scott, I feel like. <laughs> Let's go with a deep cut. Um, what, about a little, uh, what about a little apple pie? In the McDonald's veins. It's Perfect. a classic pull one song out here. Perfect. As I'm saying this right now, the piano is going to slowly start to fade in. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. I hear it now. This is an editor's it. dream. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you all next time. She say you're bad ass. I was at a deep of sweets. Guess that's why I'm so out on the street. Won't you be your friends come meet with me? And let me show you how to she said you're bad ass, always had a thing to squeeze Guess that's why I'm so out on the street Won't you come over and eat me And let me show you how to rip, 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 rip that recipe I don't want your apple pie, mama yeah. I ain't trying to dap them to get blocking me yeah. Made it out the special to Quintana And I'm still like with diamonds on my blocker Cause I don't want your apple pie, no, no, mama I don't want your apple pie, no, yeah I don't want your apple pie, mama I don't want your apple pie no more I need my own pepper, pepper, please Pepper, pepper, seeds Need my own remedy, remedy, my own legacy Yeah, I don't want your apple pie, mama I need my own pepper, please My own legacy, my own recipe